The going was slower than slow. They moved a step at a time, fearful of the treacherous terrain. They had to stop each day well before sunfall to find shelter and gather firewood. In their makeshift camps, the nights were cold and miserable. The lack of sleep exhausted them, delaying their progress still further. Rafa found himself thinking of the people who had traveled through the Suddens to reach Obsidia, including his own ancestors on his father's side. The groups of people known as the Afters, because of their arrival after the Great Quake, had crossed the entire range, a trip so perilous that more had perished than survived. No matter where the Afters came from, they would have had to scale a dozen or more peaks. He marveled now at their courage and determination. At last the rugged terrain eased into rolling hills. For two days they traversed the foothills, where the snow was only ankle-deep, a relief from the hip-high drifts in the peaks. Mid-morning of the third day, Kuma called out that she could see the beginnings of the southern woodlands. They continued hiking until they came to the Everwide. Snowmelt had turned its flow into a boiling, foaming torrent. To the group's disappointment, the river at this point was too wide to cross. Reluctantly, they turned back toward the mountains and began climbing again. They followed the riverbank upward, but had to diverge from it often when their path was blocked by overgrowth or downed trees or snowdrifts. A little after Sun Peak, Rue raised herself to her hind legs and bellowed. She plunged into the river, with Twig hanging on for dear life. Two-thirds of the way across, Rue scrabbled about in the current for a few moments. Then she crossed to the far side with a large trout in her mouth. The three humans watched Rue chomp away at the trout until only the piece closest to the tail remained. Then she reached up and pulled Twig off her head as if the raccoon were a hat. She set Twig down on the ground and gave her the fishtail. The raccoon took the tidbit to the water's edge, washed it thoroughly, and ate it with obvious enjoyment. Kuma clapped her hands, laughing, and Rafa had to join in. Even Gareth smiled. It's a sign, Kuma said. We should ford here. Rue's crossing had shown them that the river at this point was no deeper than her chest. Rafa studied the water. The current was swift, but there were no foaming rapids. Plate-sized chunks of ice floated past. Rafa scrambled back onto the bank for a better view. Upriver, he could see patches of white where the snow had not yet melted, indicating sheets of ice beneath. He rejoined his companions. It's as good a place as any, he said. Farther up there are ice patches, but they don't look like they bear our weight. He held his coiled leather rope out to Kuma. If you could call Rue back and tie this around her, he said, we can use it to guide ourselves across. Kuma put her hands behind her back. Tie her up? I'd never do that, she said indignantly. She's not some kind of... of performing bear. Rafa scowled. I know that. It wouldn't be like tying her up to... restrain her or anything. For response, Kuma pressed her lips together into a straight line. Rafa glanced at the river. It might be possible to ford without the rope, but he wouldn't want to risk it, not for himself or any of the others. At that moment, he realized with surprise that ever since the decision to leave the Suddens, he had been acting as if he were the group's leader.
He had never meant for that to happen. Throughout the winter, it was Kuma who had taken the lead, with her greater experience at living in the wild. Rafa had been glad to follow her instructions on how to build the shelter, weave baskets, string fish to dry. And before that, in what now seemed like another life, Rafa had always shadowed Gareth, who was a year older and a head taller. But Gareth was no longer himself, and Kuma, it seemed, was now thinking of nothing other than Rue. Rafa usually admired her commitment to the well-being of animals, but sometimes... Animals. That was the answer. Kuma's strength and weakness. Rafa looked into her eyes and spoke in a voice both earnest and pleading. Kuma, we have to get across. It would be safer using the rope, and quicker, too. And I need to get Echo home as soon as I can. He saw her gaze.